You're listening to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. You've read the stories of the drivers and others involved in the sport that we all love. Now hear their stories firsthand via our all-new podcast to find out how their passion for motorsports has made life worth living. So my team, surprisingly, got a win. Well, I mean, you, your team does have a good defense. I'm going to give you that. They, our, our defense is not as good as your defense. They I'll do have that. the best and scariest defense they in the NFL. Yeah, they I'm really do. Talking about the Chicago Bears, which I know is not racing. <laughs> it is football season, too. We can't help ourselves. Well, I mean, you, you know what I found? Sports transcends all levels. Yes, so does. somebody can be a racing fan, but also be a baseball fan, football yeah. fan, the whole night, and have carry-on conversations because we find those commonalities yes. within ourselves. Um, it's just finding someone that likes the Bears. <laughs> yeah. There, I know a lot of people that like the 85 Bears, but I don't know oh, a lot of yeah. people are Bears fans still. <laughs> you know what's the best part about it was watching the game that they beat those poor, helpless Washington Redskins. They were so awful. I mean, it's just... They it's just like, let them score at the end. They're like, here. It's like a bad high school team. It really is. It really was. They I looked mean, so ridiculous last night. And the poor head coach just looked like that lost grandpa at Christmas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know what he's doing. But they kept showing images of the 85 Super Bowl Bears during the game. And I kept thinking to myself, that's all we have to cling on to. That's, we got that's, nothing. That's it. Got Honestly, nothing. I'm sorry, but that's all y'all got to cling on to. I mean, that's when my dad was a fan. He's not even a Bears fan anymore. My dad was diehard I mean, Bears fan. Most of us have kind of fallen off. Yeah. <laughs> that over there is little E. Ellen Richardson. I am Chris Young, and we are back on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. We want to thank our recent guest, Armed Forces Racing founder, Jeff Lambert. Jeff gave me a call. I'm looking forward yes, to helping to him out. To you. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to helping him out. He has something just super special. Special, helping he those does. vets find a purpose mm-hmm. and i mean what a great story yes. he has mm-hmm. and he's going to be doing jeff and i have been speaking over the last couple of weeks quite a bit and he's going to be doing a whole new spin with armed forces racing so stay tuned for that because he's going to be taking it in a whole new direction that i'm pretty excited about i mean with everything he's done everything he's accomplished i'm it does not surprise me one bit no i mean that that dude is mega yeah and everything he touches turned to gold i mean security <laughs> officer pro golfer military uh i mean i'm just waiting he's gonna have he's gonna have a damn cooking show <laughs> before it's all said and done don't give me a cooking show you'll learn how to cook macaroni and cheese i make the best cereal you've ever had in your entire <laughs> life well uh you know what you've heard of the bonneville salt flats yes obviously Utah, where they do the where land i would speed. really like to go someday you know what do you ever watch mad men i do do you remember the last season of mad men when don draper took that mustang out yes. there on the on the bonneville salt flats yes I thought you were going to open it up. He's like, well, I got it to 170. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing on Bonneville. Nothing. Nothing. No, I've heard of speeds of over 300 miles an hour. So, I mean, we've talked to two drivers who have done speeds yeah. over 300 miles an hour on two wheels. Yeah, I was going to say, one of them was a lady on a bike. That's right. Well, two wheels, two, two ladies on a bike. Two ladies on a bike. On I different mean, bikes. <laughs> you know how much, together. <laughs> you know how much I like the fast women there, Ellen. I know you do. <laughs> That's just a little bit too fast for me. I would be the one squealing like a high-pitched school girl. Yeah, you would be able to handle it. There's no way. (laughs) And it was a, oh, gosh, what did did she have? It was Valerie. She had the, was it like a 50s or 60s BMW? Yeah, Valerie Valerie Thompson has a BMW. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 60-something. I can't remember the year. But anyway, yeah, it's one of the most powerful BMWs. And she has a new bike this year, too. She was just advertising recently. It's even more powerful. So Her Instagram is great. Yeah. So, but I'm really excited because you love speed. I love I speed. 
Um, and we need to return to speed. We talked a lot about those that are making a difference in the sport, but which is great. And we right. want to talk to more of those. I've gotten a couple more emails from people like that that we're going to bring on. Right. But um, we definitely, you know, we wanted to talk speed. I mean, Bonneville recently, you know, you've had speed week recently in August. Yes, I know it's September, people. <laughs> I'm running a little bit behind. I apologize. It's, <laughs> it's still summer. I mean, good Lord, it's still 88 degrees outside. Right. So <laughs> I think our fall skipped a year. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's already fall, and it was 89. Yeah, it was 90 degrees for our first day of fall here I mean, uh, come on, North Carolina. Get, get with it. Although, you know, I've been traveling a lot. Yeah, that's true. I got uh, I got myself a new job. That's right. Um, you know, senior burger flipper at uh, <laughs> Burger Chef Incorporated. I'm they excited. said he could cook French fries and, and you know flip burgers. He's main manager. No, I haven't. I haven't, <laughs> been, I haven't been given the rights or the uh, permission to use the fry machine because <laughs> because you know that one accident back in '89. Right. But um, the bless that poor kid's heart. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry for him and his mama. Uh, <laughs> But you know what? They shouldn't have called me that in public either. Anyway, <laughs> uh, no. So I've had a chance to kind of hit a lot of the places around the region, and it is hot everywhere. It is. And if I it's mean, not it's hot, hot, it's raining. Mountains. Yeah. Yeah. We need rain here. We haven't had rain here in almost a month. Really? No. But it's so humid. Yeah. Or is that just me? I just sweat no, like that. No, it's, it's, it's seriously. Okay. It's making me sweat like you wouldn't believe. I, see, and here I was thinking I was sweating because of who we're talking to tonight. I know. I'm so excited. We're going back to the Bonneville to talk to another land speed racer. And, of course, you know, there's another big event coming up. Well, just came up recently in Bonneville. And, of course, Bonneville's always got land speed record events going on. So, mm -hmm. But this gentleman we're going to talk to tonight recently uh, made a record at Bonneville during Speed Week and is actually going to be talking to us straight from Australia where he recently raced. So how do you go from Bonneville to Australia? Besides I, by plane, because I know how you are. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, most people probably say by plane. <laughs> but how do you get the car there is the question. I mean... You know, that's... Well, you could transport cars by plane. Yeah, true, true, true. But I'm just, I'm just... I mean, talk about world traveling. He's got... Yeah. He's cut from a great cloth, too. Yes, he is. He's got great DNA. And if you haven't figured out who we're talking about uh, already, we're talking to Michael Hope and Rat Trap Racing. Coming up here in just a few minutes. I know Ellen's super excited. Uh, he's down in Australia, and there was another Michael Hope in the news yeah, recently. We, I think Chris it's him. was like, "Is that him?" I was like, "No." Well, I mean, you know what? We're, we're, we're gonna, gonna find ask out him. for sure. We're, that's right. We're gonna ask him. Uh, and if you want to know what we're talking about, just hang on because behind the wheel on RacingJunk.com, we'll be right back with Michael Hope. Attention, racers, race fans, and gearheads! If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that stokes your engine, then check out RacingJunk.com. RacingJunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance classifieds where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. Check us out at RacingJunk.com. Racing and performance classifieds built to go fast. Welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. Little E, Ellen Richardson, Chris Young right here. And honored to have with us on the phone all the way from Australia, Mr. Michael Hope and the gang from Rat Trap Racing. Michael, how you, or is it morning, night? What, what the hell do we say to you right now? <laughs> it's 8 o'clock in the morning here, so. Yeah, I, that's why I messaged him. I'm like, I know you're young. It's 8.15 too early to call you. I mean, do y'all have what, like dingo coffee? I mean, what do you have down there for morning time? <laughs> 
Uh, I got got some Monster Energy. Yeah, there you go. Every time Cokes. I know drinks Monster Energy. Well, I don't know what that is. Yeah, but everything in Australia can kill you, including the Monster Energy. These rhinoceros. <laughs> I mean, there's like what nine or ten of the deadliest animals on the planet are down there in Australia. They got they got the crocodiles, the the frogs, and then they have like seven of the world's deadliest snakes. Yeah, yeah forget that. Which I, I'm I'm glad he goes fast. Kangaroos. So I mean, I'm gonna. I I wanted to do that, but they they told me that the kangaroos will come up to you like they're going to be friendly and then they'll punch you. They box you. So kind of like Max Wallace. Yeah. Is that what? Is that what <laughs> you know what? And it's I guess it's a good thing that you go fast so you can get away from all those snakes, clock spiders, killer kangaroos, and, and mad dingoes, right? Yeah. So, so dude, t- I mean, you have such great background. Tell us how you got into racing. Give us the story. Okay. So my grandfather worked with Don Green on the original Rat Trap. Mm-hmm. And then my father started working on it as well. And uh, I don't know how I got into it. I just know that as long as I can remember, I've been going to the races with the Rat Trap car. And as I got older, I got more interested in it and got into working on it more. And that that opened up a lot of opportunities. Like I work on, are you familiar with Allison Lane? I'm not. No, uh uh-uh. She, she, back in the 80s, was a crew chief on the Great Expectations top fuel car. Okay. And they still run that car today. And I crew on that car. And it just, being through Rat Trap, it's opened up a lot of opportunities because I can, everybody knows who I am and I can do a lot of stuff like that. Like, come to Australia and stuff. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, stuff. and stuff you're freaking in australia man do you know how jealous we are i right know right now? at least it's cold there i want to go somewhere cold so you mentioned your dad and i know he was a pretty big name in the whole you know land of land speed racing or world of land speed racing how has he influenced your career i mean obviously he got you racing but how has he influenced your career and got you not only racing but you know t- taking you to the next level uh, you know, he's taught me basically everything he knows, and that, that helped me a lot in driving a car and working on it. And uh, I don't know much more than that. He's taught me everything. So. And your dad raced for how many years? Uh how many years have you raced for? <laughs> <laughs> Got to ask my dad that question. Drove at Bonneville for the first time in 2001. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. But, so. so race cars my whole life. Yeah, he's worked on them his whole life, but you and know you he didn't. And if you couldn't hear, Ron he, just said the first time he hit it was 2001. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. So, you know, your race team is a little different. We were reading a little bit about your race team today. Your race team's a little different than some that do land speed racing with the fuel and stuff that you all use. Tell us a little bit about that, because I was reading about that today. I was pretty impressed. 
surprised. What, the fuel or? Mm-hmm. Well, there were some things about your team that kind of set you apart from other land speed racers from the, with the rat trap cars and the fuel and that kind of thing. So tell us about that. Okay, so the rat trap car is a drag car. Right. It's for drag racing. And then we have the land speed cars, mm-hmm. which are different. So our land speed car is rear engine modified roadster. Mm-hmm. It has a 427-inch LSX motor in it with a, a Pro Charger supercharger on it. And wow. it, it makes a, a good amount of horsepower. Mm-hmm. Just a tad. <laughs> yeah, just a just a small amount. Just a smidge. So so Michael, you had mentioned that, you know, your granddad kinda started everything, your dad, you know, kinda kinda brought you up. I mean, obviously you have it in your DNA. Is there one thing in your childhood that kind of stands out as that moment that you were like, Wow? Um No, I, I don't think so. Your dad's just always been that impressive and kind of always shown you that good stuff? Yeah. Is, is there one thing that, you know, he's shown you that, that you just, you know, think, you know, that the coolest thing I ever learned from my dad was? I think working on a clutch, on okay. how to adjust the clutch and stuff, because there's so many different things you can do inside of it to affect how fast it locks up to the motor and stuff like that. So I think him showing me how to do the clutch is the most impressive part to me. Very cool. Well, Matt Edner definitely was really interested. We've been talking to a lot of drivers this year who've competed at Bonneville, and I know Speed Week was recently. We were really curious. How did you all do at Speed Week recently in August? Okay, so we have four cars that go mm-hmm. to Speed Week. Okay. My my rear engine car, mm-hmm. my grandfather's front engine car, and then a Dodge or uh, uh, Shelby, mm-hmm. and then a Dodge Daytona. Wow. And the Daytona is the rookie car. So we only ran my car and the rookie car because okay. there wasn't really much of a course. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like driving on a dirt road. <laughs> I've wet. always been curious. I mean, I've seen, you know, tons of pictures, lots of videos from Bonneville, but I seriously have never been. Well, that, and I've always wanted to ask, what's it like? I mean, what does yeah. it feel like behind the wheel of a car that you're going, you know, multiples of hundreds of miles an hour? I mean. Not only that, on salt. Yeah, on salt. I mean, what's that feel like? Uh, you know, as at lower speeds, it's it's great. As you get towards a higher speed, the car starts to move around differently, and it reacts differently on salt than it would say on a tarmac for an airstrip. Right. Like how so? Is that means it just looser, or do you feel like uh, you know you got more yeah, control? Yeah, the car wants to wander a bit more. I, w- I only went 175, but as I got to that 175 mark, the rear end of the car wanted to move a little bit, and it just wanted to walk back and forth going down the track. You wow. said only went 175. <laughs> I want you to step yes. back for a minute and think only about went. that. Because I usually only go 80, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, if I even go over 65 in my area, I got cops sniffing up my tailpipe constantly. 175 miles an hour, man, what does that feel like? It, it feels like 168. <laughs> it feels like 168. Okay. I don't know what that feels like either. Oh, so it, 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 It's fast because you got to, when you're going down, you have a, a marker for each quarter mile. Mm-hmm. Right. And as you go by, you have to count because on the rookie course that we had, we had one mile and then 132 foot speed trap. 
and you had to be off of it by the two. So it was a controlled acceleration and deceleration of a car. Right. So you had to be able to get after it, but not spin the car out. Right. And then, so you count them as you go past. And as you get to that one mile mark, you start to reach for the parachute. And as you go through the traps, you dump the chute, and then you're on the brake after you get you see that final that final cone. Right. But so it, after you get finished running something like that, you know what, what's like the first thing? I mean, because obviously you're on the Bonneville Salt Flats. This is where land speed records are set. You know, the history speaks for itself. But when it comes time to okay, that was a pretty good run, but we can do something better. We need to modify the car or do something different what's the first thing that pops in your head as far as what you got to do after that's done you gotta wash the parachutes (laughs) yeah they got salt all over them a little salty like myrtle beach eh? (laughs) well what happens is is that salt dries on there Mm. and then it gets it basically stiffens the parachute and it doesn't open right hmm there oh, wow. you go. Didn't know about that. Uh, yeah, I didn't but know But it that makes either. sense yeah. because, you know, salt da- damages cars. So. Well, yeah. That's one reason I've always been curious. Why do people want to race on salt anyway? I mean, doesn't it damage cars? Yeah, I it mean. It frames and everything yeah. else. It eats through the paint, but if you stay on top of it, it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah, but still, man, I mean, you're talking. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of time. I mean, do you have to, I, I know you guys are in Sydney right now, um, you know, doing another race at the Sydney Dragway, but before we go there, what do you have to do different to a car to get it ready for Bonneville versus anything else? You know, we we normally go through the motor, make sure that's all right, and run through the heads. And then once we make sure everything's all right, we'll see about do we want to modify stuff if we have time before we go to Bonneville. Because with our race schedule, we don't normally get a lot of time before Bonneville. So we... We do the maintenance on the car, check Himes, check bearings, check everything on it. And then after that's done, we see what else we want to do to the car. Right. Right. Is there anything different you have to do inside the motor to prepare for the salt that's going to be at Bonneville so it won't do any damage? No. Okay. No, we we just bolt the motor in. Okay. Nice. I mean, I've I've always wondered because obviously, I I don't think Ellen and I will ever get the chance to even. Hey, don't say never. You well, never know. True. Well, I mean, with, with my Somebody's driving Somebody's going to invite me someday. I'm not going to drive. I'm just going to go watch. Yeah. I mean, just ju- just to be there, the, the first time that you walked onto the Salt Flats, knowing that you were going to go 100 plus, what went through your head? Uh, I got really nervous. You get a really bad anxiety. And that's for anybody. How young were you the first time you raced in Bonneville? 20. Wow. Like wow. drove a How car or when? I mean, yeah, either drove way, it, yeah. drove, yeah. Yeah, I was 20. Wow. How many people say that, though? Because at 20 years old, yeah. Yeah, most land speed record holders I've talked to are at least in their 30s. I don't even think I like had a 40. driver's license at 20. Well, no, they haven't. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that, that whole missing El Camino incident <laughs> from El Paso, but still, <laughs> I mean. Not everybody's like you, Chris. Michael, that's, that's just absolutely amazing. And, you know, so how does that prepare you for going all the way to Sydney? And tell me what you're doing down there. 
Okay, so we, we're running the fuel altered challenge down here, and it's four American cars versus four Australian cars versus in a, a New Zealand car. Oh. Okay. Now, do and they look so, like any of the Mad Max Thunderdome type of joints? Because that's what I think of when I think of Australia. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, look, it looks like a... I have kangaroos all over me. <laughs> it's like a, it's a 120-inch wheelbase with the big rear tires and big front tires. Oh, wow. Okay. So it could be so, Mad Max in a Thunderdome is what you're saying. That sounds like a yeah, it, yeah, it could be if we put spikes on the cars and there stuff. Go. Right. There you go. Now, that's what I'm talking about. That would be awesome. Of course, that would make it really heavy. Now, I mean, being in Australia, do you have to drive like the other way yeah it's on the it's right hand drive down here oh okay. boy is that confusing Ugh, I wouldn't be able to do well, that well I mean you know the, the, the water flushes in the toilets a different way so I wonder if they have to like go around the <laughs> circles you know a different that? way did you really look that up uh, well I mean I think that's true I, I've I don't never know. known that <laughs> is that true Michael the I, mean, the toilet... I don't know I don't pay attention to that <laughs> I was going to say he probably has... he probably I mean he doesn't know and I'm like I don't know either but I know it's something funny I heard the on ra- the internet the random oh, crap you know <laughs> speaking of of. Michael, we saw you on the internet. Um, he saw you on the internet. So there, there was a Michael Hope that just got married to Mina Suvari, movie star. I don't know who she is. He doesn't oh, even know who she is. He's playing coy. I think it was him. No, it really so, wasn't. No, but it, it was it was funny when we were trying to find uh, the website. I thought, oh, you know what? It's it's interesting what comes up when you Google your name. <laughs> so I just threw your name in there, and that was the first thing that popped up <laughs> when I put Michael Hope Rat Trap. <laughs> was a picture of Mina Savari and this guy <laughs> who got married over the weekend. I was like, I don't think that's our guy. <laughs> no, it's not. Because, I, I, I mean, no. how old are you? You're... 20. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. So he I was just like, competed at Bonneville, yeah. I mean, Mina Savari's 40. Yeah. She'd be oh. robbing hey, the cradle. Hey, it wouldn't be the first time I've heard of that. I mean, shoot, look at you having her marrying 25-year-olds. But I mean, you know, she's, still, she's still lovely, I'm just saying. <laughs> but no, so now, was this the first time you guys have been to Australia? This is the first time I've been. My parents have been to New Zealand, but I didn't get to go on that trip. How long so. have you guys been down there? We've been down there since last week. Okay. Wow. What's the coolest thing outside of racing that you've seen in Australia so far? Mount Panorama. Okay, and what oh, is that? Tell yeah, us about what that. Is that. That was that was the V8 supercar course. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was telling us about this course before we got started. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us about that again. What's it look like? Okay, so Mount Panorama has been around since the 19, probably 1950s, and they they've run everything from sprint cars to Indy cars to V8 supercars hmm. there, and it it goes you start at the base of a mountain and you run up the side of it and then you come back down the other side of it and then that that's your course that sounds and so it, freaking cool it's full of straightaways and chicanes and it's probably one of the most difficult courses there is i was gonna say that sounds terrifyingly hard <laughs> it sounds fun to drive but i wouldn't even know where to start no I, I, well, you kidding me as soon as i got i mean like give us the some of the angle degrees are we talking like 45 degree 20 degree what are we talking about you're so you're coming down the mountain. You're taking right and left. You're doing uh, an S-style chicane at about probably 40 degrees. Oh my god! And those oh are angled gosh. themselves going down. So the oh the outside of the turn is higher than the inside of the turn. So it, it, going down the hill is much more difficult than going up the hill. Oh. So you, I, I take it. 
you 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 sound like you're speaking from experience. The only reason I knew of it was because I played it in a game. <laughs> oh, I played it. See, there you go. Video game. Yeah. Yep. Wow. But, why and I then I, just we got here and I was like, <sighs> we got here and I was like, how far is Mount Panorama from Sydney? And it was only two hours, so we went there. Nice. And we drove up through the Blue Mountains and there was snow on the ground. Oh. Now, did you snow, drive the Chris, course? Do you have snow. any plans <laughs> driving the course? It, the, the course is actually streets. City streets that they block off because people live up the mountain on that course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like uh, Monaco and stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, that sounds like Monaco. Yeah. But you can drive the course. You just got to watch your speed limit. All right. So so let's add death defying mountain town road courses to the list of things in Australia that can also kill you (laughs) behind clock spiders, alligator snakes, and, you know, all the kangaroos. And not only that, the people that live on that mountain could also be killed from a car running off course and into their house. (laughs) This is just beautifully insane. I absolutely. It's like everything in Australia. It's like, okay, we hope we welcome you and we hope you survive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so Michael, I, I digress a little bit. Tell us about this four on four challenge in Sydney. Yeah. Who's going to be really a big competition cool. and how are you going to beat them? Well, we, we've yeah, already race. run it. We say, got rained race. out. What? You got rained yeah. out. Yeah. So we're going to come back. Okay. And so you didn't finish get to run it. at all? So he won. No, we we ran. We got two laps in. Okay. But we only made one lap because we had an oil pump issue, and we ended up putting a few rods through the side of the motor. Mm-hmm. So what you're so, telling me is you won. America uh, won no. again. Uh, <laughs> no, because no. I didn't finish. Well, I mean, just no. like, you know, Kim Jong-il changes the media. I'm going to do that, too. I'm going to go back <laughs> post-production and be like, yeah, we won. You know, yay America, yay Trump. Um, that's kind of how much longer that's going to be. But yeah. we, we beat the, the Australians. The Australians. And the New Zealanders. <laughs> No, I, I, we had our hands full. Right. Well, and the man that runs all of the the fuel cars down here, his name is Graham Callan, and he ran a, a top fuel funding car back in the States mm-hmm. called the Aussie Raider. Okay, I've heard of that. So he's a pretty cool guy. So when you say you guys are coming back, I, I, I take it if it gets rained out, they don't have like a rain date. You got to come back next year. Yeah. Well, we had we didn't have a rain date, so we're gonna figure out when we're gonna come back. Nice. Oh, that sounds awfully expensive. I think they're gonna win though. I got that. Oh I yeah, got that absolutely. Yeah. So now I'm curious. You you just raced Bonneville for the first time this year. When did you start actually running a Landspeed car for the first time? Was it just this year, or you know prior? To that so it was prior to this my dad when my dad built the car he planned to get a red hat with it and then my sister came up and goes daddy can I drive your car oh no <laughs> so she actually got to drive it before anybody oh, well wow. he drove it first to make sure everything worked right because mm-hmm. he's not gonna put one of us in a car that he doesn't know is safe right so then he put her in it, and she, at the age of 16, went over 200. Wow. 
So she it's holds the title for you. old like that, like to, to let a 16-year-old go over 200 miles an hour. Because if my dad had let me do that, I promise you that's all I'd want to do. I mean, <laughs> he, he's obviously cut from a different cloth than we are. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I would, I would trust like, them. When she's there, but no. you got to fight her for the seat. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So your dad lets both of you race. Yes. Awesome. Well, I mean, you know, they do have boomerangs and blowguns in Australia, and it's legal down there. So, I mean, somebody steps. <laughs> that, out of the that's line. the weird part. Like stuff like that's legal, but you can't have a pocket knife and stuff. What? <laughs> yeah. Don't you need a pocket knife for some well, of those things? Well, stuff? no, I guess because technically it would be useless against all that stuff that'll kill you. Um, <laughs> have you seen some of the spiders down there? My God, a pocket knife. I, I know nothing. what they are. I haven't seen any though. Ugh. Lord, brother, I, spiders, I hope you, you don't. Stop talking about <laughs> oh, just look. Don't Google clock spider. Google it. Oh, I know how big Google it is. It. It's Google like it. a frying pan. It, yeah, for, yes, it's a frying pan that will kill you. I, <laughs> yeah. Much like my cooking. So, so Michael, you, I mean, you, you got to think about this for a hot second. You're 20 years old. Look at what you've already accomplished, what you're able to do. If you could step away from yourself for just a minute and give some advice to some of the young drivers like you that maybe haven't had a chance to, to be where you're at, what advice would you give them? Oh, um, not good on the advice part, but... Uh, <laughs> That's okay. Whatever comes to your mind. Pay mind. more... Like what my dad says, shut up and pay attention. Yes. yes. You act like you know everything, and then you go out and you do something, and then you learn you don't know everything. Right. Right. That's great. That's actually really great advice. I've learned that on my own. See, I say that all the time to my kid, but he listens not. Maybe I need to let Ron borrow him for a weekend, <laughs> take him on the salt flats. Yeah. So what's going to be next for Michael Hope and Rat Trap Racing? Um, I want to go run the mile at Arkansas just to get more more seat time in the car. Awesome. And my grandfather brings his car out to that one, so both both long cars will be there. Nice. Cool. Now, when are you guys going to be there? Do you know yet? Is it already in the plans? It's in the spring. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, is there a track but, that you still want to conquer other than that? Like maybe there's a track that's not on your schedule that you want to convince your father that that's the track we have to conquer. Maybe it's one he's not been to yet. In land speed? Yeah. There's Lake Gardner here in Australia, and it's like Bonneville. Oh, nice. But that's a whole different challenge in getting our car out here. Hey, you never know. That could be next. Yep. I mean, you guys got out there. I think if we hit up enough sponsors, there you go. hint, hint. That's right. Um, <laughs> they can get it out there. Speaking of sponsors, we're talking to a very young, talented young man in Michael Hope and Rat Trap Racing. Um, Michael, who would you guys like to see work with the team next? Is there somebody that you've been hoping would come on board? Um, you know, I, I always thought Hoonigan seemed interested and I always thought their stuff was cool. Okay. They do a lot of film production and stuff with cars. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I always liked their stuff. I always thought they seemed interested in this stuff, but I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, you just never know. I mean, well, the Hit good thing up. is, <clears throat> excuse me, the, you know, the good thing is he's young enough. Yes. 
has tremendous rearing. I don't see any issue with anybody jumping on board with him. Right. So, you know, and speaking of Michael, how can somebody find you? Do you have the, the, the Twitter, the Instagrams, the chat snaps? Um, do you have any of that stuff where people can go find you? I have Instagram and Facebook, but I don't use the Facebook, so I just use the Instagram. Yeah, me either. So how does somebody but find I have you on both. Instagram? Uh, it's Michael Hope. All right. Just all one word, Michael Hope. Yeah, it should be. Dude, that cat that married Mina Savari is going to be mad. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> you, if that's what you got, then and that was his name too, he's going to be mad. I yeah. mean, you know, he's going to try to buy it from him. He's going to be like, "Come on, man, look, I was just in People magazine and in touch. Can you let me have that name now that I'm like semi half D list famous?" <laughs> And, of course, you know, there's the Rat Trap Racing website as well. So make sure you all go to that website as well. And we'll definitely post it with the story. Yeah. And, Michael, thank you so much for joining us, man. I know it's early and it's cold down there. I'm sorry you guys didn't get a chance to finish that four-on-four at the uh, Sydney Dragway. But, brother, we are looking forward to seeing what happens for you next. And, you know, please stay in touch and let us know what we can do to kind of help out. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing you kind of rocket ship through some stuff, man. All right. Well, I'll see you all at PRI. All right. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, yes. Look, look out for our table. Racing Jug has a table at PR. We're right behind y'all in the Technocraft booth. Oh, nice. Oh, Didn't right you realize on. that's where y'all were going to be. That's well, awesome. Yeah, that's where we'll do a catch-up interview with him because you know he'll win something between now and then. There you go. Yeah. Well, we got we got Bakersfield in the Hot Rod Reunion. Nice. nice. So That's a beautiful area, too. It's just such a great area. It is. Yeah, that's a great area. It really is. So, There's um, a lot of history there. Right. Very cool. And, uh, you know, you know, tell your dad. I know he's been listening in. Tell him, you know, next time, you know, we're going to do a combo, get both you guys on with there him. There you go. That's what I want to do. I want to hear what dad's okay. got to say, too. Yeah. <laughs> we promise to go nice because I, mean, I, I bet he is, as a father, I, I would be absolutely beaming with what you've done, man. Exactly. So I know you've made him proud. Well, thanks. All right. Well, Michael, we look forward to talking to you soon, buddy. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's no problem. It's my pleasure. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Michael. Take care. All right. You too. That young man right there is way more brave than I will ever be. Right? And he's only 20. I mean, I wish I was that brave at 20 because maybe I'd be more brave now if I was that brave at 20. (laughs) Well, I mean, and I wonder, I'm going to chalk it up to rearing. I'm not going to say, well, he just hasn't you know, experienced it yet. Um, In Australia, driving 175 miles an hour with nothing but a pocket knife. (laughs) I love that. No, he said you can't have a pocket knife. Without a pocket knife. So now the only thing he has to get away from those angry kangaroos. (laughs) Is his car. (laughs) Clock spiders, saltwater gators, and all those, you know, 900 snakes that could kill you in one bite is speed. Yeah. His car and a parachute. (laughs) I mean, yeah, and a salty parachute. I mean, <laughs> what do you do with a salty parachute? You shake it over a pepper salad. Shut up. So, no, we want to thank Michael Hope and Rat Trap Racing. I know Ron was back there, too. Ron, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, we thank you for chiming in. We're yeah. going to talk to you next time, too. Yes, yeah. I'm, I, you know what? I'm looking forward to, I mean, that's just yet another. We've had so many great, young, talented stars. I know. It's amazing up and what's coming. coming up now. Yeah. Just, just think about 10 years from now. Yeah. When, you know, you're probably incarcerated for driving. <laughs> I'm probably, you know, running a separate union state that has, you know, abdicated from the United <laughs> States because of, you know, how I am. <laughs> And he's, he'll be, he'll be, his state will be like where Chris doesn't have to wear any clothes. It's going to be like times. the Vatican. 
<laughs> no, your your state would not be like the Vatican. You're right. An X-rated Vatican. Yeah, it would be go. it would be an amazing trust me, everybody wanted to live there. No taxes <laughs> except for what I needed for myself. <laughs> but no, just the just the fact that what he's already accomplished, he's run the salt flats at twenty. Yeah. At That's, twenty. I know. It's amazing. I can't believe how much younger these kids are getting as far as driving. I mean, I'm hearing of drivers getting behind the wheel of stock cars at 14 and 15, if you're right. not younger than that. Right. And then, you know, land speed racing now at the age of 20 years old. And I'm sure there's probably somebody younger that I don't know about yet. Oh, sure. Oh, I'm sure. It's. It, I, I hope that that starts the trend of younger, fascinating individuals getting into the sport right. and creating those stories that we can tell so that people can find them, which will drive more people to get into the sport. Exactly. And by the way, drivers that are land speed racing, y'all need to put yourselves out there more because I'm having yeah. a hard time finding you all. Yes. <laughs> y'all I mean, are not as easy to find as, you know, drag racers and your stock car drivers and your, you know, your, even your motorcycle drivers. I mean, the, I mean, yeah, I've I've known a few land speed, mm -hmm. you know, two wheel land speed. Those are a little easier to find. But um, you know, I want to talk to some of you super gas drivers and things like that. Yeah. So um, put yourselves out there. I can't find you. <laughs> yeah, or reach out to us. Yes, if, please If you do. got a great story, guess what? We'll make fun. We we will not make fun of you. Chris will make fun of you, I but I won't let him. I won't let him be too hard on you. I we, promise. But honestly, we would love to hear it. We would love to retell it because that's a part of that's part of the thing that we love doing here at Behind the Wheel is helping you get noticed, helping you get fans, helping you get sponsorships. Exactly. Because all it does is make the sport better. Exactly. And at the end of the day, if we can all accomplish that, then that's a great thing. So get a hold of Ellen. Don't contact me because I don't like people. Um, <laughs> get a hold of <laughs> I love people. I love everybody. Vote for me in 2020. Um, get a hold of Ellen and the folks... Uh, at racingjunk.com. Right here at racingjunk.com. Yes. And, uh, Ellen, what's our email address? Uh, the e easiest way, excuse me, for to contact us is info at racingjunk.com. Or, you know, look for these stories and be sure to just comment. If you'll just comment mm -hmm. below the story, I'll be, be sure to get in touch with you. Yeah, and please say hi. Uh, if you listen to the podcast or you download it, leave us a comment. Say yeah, hey. Yeah, get on our Facebook page at Racing Junk classifieds and let us know that you want us to, to contact you it's it's mm -hmm. real easy i mean we're all over the place yeah we're easy to find we love talking <laughs> to you we love reading the comments we love responding to you we love answering questions chris doesn't but i do one of the things that we're <laughs> going to incorporate is ask the expert uh here pretty soon so yes. if you got questions you want to know the answers to little e knows everything i don't I really know jack squat <laughs> she does don't let her fool you she does <laughs> It's amazing. She she doesn't know how to pick a good football team. Oh, whatever. A, He's going to hate it when we win the Super Bowl again this year. Quarterback when they buy another Super Bowl. Because oh, Bob Kraft is, you know, the modern day gangster. Gotti. Um, <laughs> but, no, get a hold of us. We'd love to talk to you. We would love to help out. And we just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to us here. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. And I just stabbed myself in the leg with a nail. Okay, bye, y'all.